Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select game Gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt Knoll. It's not here today. They call me Ben. We're joined with our guest super producer, Max Freight Train Williams. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Fellow conspiracy realists, we spend our weekends, our waking and sleeping hours scouring through the news, just like Everybody else in this day and age, we find that there is a lot of stuff that either doesn't make it into the headlines or doesn't really get the analysis it deserves. And as a matter of fact, Matt, right before you and I went on air with our pal Max, we were talking about all the stories that we wanted to get to but might not get to. Maybe we start with uh, our pals of Fox News. They've, uh, they've oh yeah run into some money problems. I think well, they got in trouble with the the whole Dominion defamation thing, where they talked about how Dominion voting machines were supposedly easily hackable and used to throw an election, but then um, found out that it was known within the organization that that was a false story. That was not real. And they were involved in a huge lawsuit, and I believe it was settled, wasn't it? Yeah, it was settled for $787 million U.S., oh. which, yeah, which, is, which is less than uh, the, I want to say, 
over $1 billion in damages that Dominion was seeking. And it's interesting when you read the statement because the statement has some squirrely language in there, something like, the courts have found that some of these statements are inaccurate regarding Dominion or something like that. And that's not the same thing as saying we knew what we were doing when we misled the American public. And also, mm. Matt, that's that's just the uh, horizon, right? Like, that's there's more stuff in the way. I'm thinking of the Smartmatic uh, lawsuit that is still pending. That's another voting tech company. Yeah, you, you're talking about for Fox News, like what they're going to have to deal with here in just yeah, a bit? Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, let's let's stay on some some topics we've been discussing here at length. Let's talk J.P. Morgan Chase and a little guy named Epstein. Oh, oh. tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The infamous criminal, uh, child abuser, secret keeper, possibly tied with intelligence networks, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, whose last name has become synonymous with dodgy or murky suicides. Please hear the air quotes around suicides there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because Epstein has left, I guess, the news cycle doesn't mean that the Epstein saga ever stopped. I mean, Matt, you remember when we were, gosh, we were on the road. We were in Florida, I want to say, when Epstein's death hit the news, and we recorded a three-part episode on the speculation surrounding Jeffrey Epstein. And we also we also kind of knew, I think, pessimistically, that whatever his black book was, being the list of uh, clients and associates and whatever video footage he captured of them committing crimes against children – I think we all we kind of assumed it wouldn't reach to the public, but the case is continuing and it's bringing in some um, otherwise untouchable people. So what's the Morgan connection here? Well, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and co, by the way, don't forget the and co and co. Uh, (laughs) They've got a leader, a person that runs the show over there, person named Jamie Dimon. You might recognize that name. He's become quite a bit of a public figure. Yeah, I mean, he's been CEO of that organization for a while. He is going to have to be subjected to questioning for, I believe, at least according to ABC News, uh, two days of questioning mm-hmm. from attorneys handling lawsuits over whether or not the bank itself can be held liable for the abuses that Jeffrey Epstein carried out. Uh, so that's a that's a bit of a weird thing, right? Can a bank be held liable for that kind of thing? And for anyone playing along at home, that's Jamie Diamond, D-I-M-O-N. Not Diamond, which would be way more on the nose. <laughs> no, it's not Diamond. <laughs> oh, loose diamonds over here. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, this has been a while in coming. Uh, we know that. It goes back to, I want to say, March of this year when a U.S. judge ordered J.P. Morgan Chase and co. to Mm -hmm. hand over some more documents about their chief executive. 
And uh, this was part of a U.S. or is part of a U.S. Virgin Islands lawsuit accusing, as you said, Matt, the bank of knowingly aiding and abetting sex trafficking. Yep. And according to Darren Oduyoye, I, I think that's how you might say it. This is a J.P. Morgan spokesperson, quote, Jamie Dimon does not recall ever meeting, speaking, or communicating with Jeffrey Epstein. There was somebody at the bank that has sued one of its uh, former, I guess, C-suite executives Mm -hmm. for allegedly hiding the abuse that Jeffrey Epstein was carrying out, uh, as well as the trafficking itself, like, I guess, the money that was used to traffic people. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as keeping Jeffrey Epstein as uh, like an internal close client for the bank. So, you know, that's an interesting story. Who knows if there's any real sand there? JP Morgan kind of, you know, expectedly is saying this is a media stunt. This has nothing to do with reality. This isn't real. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe it is. Maybe it's worth questioning for a couple days just to see. J.P. Morgan also called the lawsuit from the U.S. Virgin Islands a, quote, fishing expedition. True. Yeah. So as this uh, as this case continues to wend its way through the court system, one thing's for certain, you're not going to see a ton of headlines about it, right? Fox News is not going to report on this. Uh, (laughs) Fox News is... May may report on this, but they're not going to report on it uh, in a thorough, in-depth way. Sort of like how they haven't said much on air about the Dominion defamation suit. Nope. So is, no, is they the, haven't. Is the first part of uh, this week's strange news segment just weird lawsuits that you should know Kind about? of. We got one more. We got one more Ooh, if you want it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Johnson & Johnson, a family company. You know them. You love them. They've been around for a long time. If you were a kid, if you were a baby, you probably had this stuff called baby powder applied to your body. Mostly your nether regions, most likely, because that's what it was used for. Yeah, Yeah, your Netherlands or your Australia. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, it was used on me. I ended up using it a lot throughout school. The talcum powder, this stuff that's supposed to help you if especially if you're an athlete like help you keep your body parts from rubbing together and getting all chafed up mm-hmm. and all there are all kinds of other reasons at least they were given to me when I was younger for using baby powder or talcum powder well turns out there are, there are a lot of cases that are alleging that talcum powder specifically talcum powder and baby powder created by a Johnson and Johnson subsidiary uh, cause cancer which you know wouldn't be great Turns out there are tens of thousands of lawsuits that allege this, that the uh, the company and its subsidiaries are trying to deal with. And Ben, it's the numbers that really get you on this one. Because we talked about the Fox News uh, huge defamation lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what was it? 700 and something million dollars? $787.5 million. Well, guess what? Ooh. Uh Johnson and Johnson and their subsidiary are looking to quote halt cancer lawsuits as it pursues an 8.9 billion with a B dollar settlement. Ah, yeah. And this, this is coming to us at least I, I saw it via Reuters. Yep. Reuters posted on April 18th by Dietrich Noth, uh, K N A U T H. 
so they're they're asking the judge, and this is happening yeah. in the U.S. court system. They're asking the judge to pump their brakes, right? Yeah. the The problem is, and I'm I'm not fully up on this, everyone. So please uh, go look at the story yourself. But there was some kind of bankruptcy attempt from from I guess one of the plaintiffs, and it was ruled to be a quote fraudulent attempt. <laughs> to to go through the bankruptcy process to basically say, hey, we can't pay you. We don't have any money. Uh, but I guess that was wrong. Yeah. So this comes from a place called LTL Management. And there there's an ongoing pattern from what I understand here, Matt. The bankruptcy worries were uh, in the minds of the folks running the class action lawsuit. They were kind of a matrix dodge. Right. Mm -hmm. like An attempt. Right. Right. You know, we were I was just listening to our earlier rent to own episode, which is something like brilliant business or brutal corruption. Uh, and what it really drove home to me was the ways in which an individual versus a corporation, the ways in which they differ as far as the legal system is concerned. Imagine if you were just you fellow conspiracy realist, and you had tens of thousands of people suing you and saying that you gave them cancer. Imagine the chutzpah it would take to show up in court and say, hey, guys, let's just, let's take the day. You know what I mean? Let's, let's yeah, chill yeah. for a sec. Well, it's nuts because, okay, it's basically Johnson & Johnson saying, Hey, everybody, all you plaintiffs, you tens of thousands of plaintiffs complaining about cancer that our product gave you, we're going to give y'all $8.9 billion. And let me tell you about that $8.9 billion. That's $6.5 billion for ovarian cancer claims, $2 billion for mesothelioma claims, and a big old nice $400 million to, quote, according to Reuters, settle consumer protection and false marketing claims brought by state attorneys general. Ah, let me add this to important correction, just to clarify, LTL management is the outfit that is negotiating settlements for the talc claims as, as Johnson and Johnson is making the bankruptcy move or the bankruptcy attempt. But look, no matter how things work out on the balance sheet, one thing is for sure, these people have cancer and yeah. the, the commonalities that they are finding in their experience, similar to those uh, six former athletes on the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, they're, they're finding that these commonalities in their argument point to one thing, and that's these products made by Johnson & Johnson. Hey, but of course, according to Johnson & Johnson, mm. it's baby powder and talc products are, quote, safe and do not cause cancer. Unquote. Oh, good. So, hey, well, there's that. Did they bring that up in court? I they, I, you know, I feel like they did. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they just say it? <laughs> Should have just said that. We'd be finished with this whole rigmarole. <laughs> Matt and I, by the way, are already, we're past the point of no return because we were, uh, we were lounging around in AstroTurf uh, <sighs> around 24 hours ago. It was one time, and we didn't get any of the little black dots of the old rubber tires in our mouths, so that was good. I almost put some of the blades in my mouth, but I didn't. 
Dude, you know what that makes me think? Whenever somebody says it was one time, it makes me think of something that I'm surprised doesn't exist in the U.S. legal system yet, which is calling something Vegas rules. Like, what mm. if you could plead Vegas rules in court? You know, <laughs> Your Honor, it was one time, and I, I plead Vegas rules. What happens there stays there. Yeah, comp me the room, please. If you comp would. me the room, uh. <laughs> and I'll be out of town by the time the water drops in Lake Mead. Okay. Oh, snap. So uh, now that we've talked about some of this ongoing litigation, we do have to point out that none of the cases we mentioned have reached uh, like a, a standing decision in the court system. But things can change depending on your perspective. And I think one one thing that Matt and I have learned over the years is that people behave very differently depending on whom they perceive as their audience. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to travel to Oklahoma. Uh, and if you were listening today and you were thinking, man, I'm having such a great day, this day is too good, then don't worry. We got your back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Sheriff plans hiring hitmen, and a commissioner talks of pre-dug holes, but their target recorded the whole thing. Oklahoma's where we're going for this next story. Okay, I'm going to stop now. What? Um, no, get to the, do the bridge. <laughs> you got to do the bridge. I know. Get to the whole musical thing. rules. There, there are a lot of characters in that song, by the way, if you ever there, watched yeah, the a, whole thing. It's a posse track, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Well, hey, we're going to Oklahoma. Let's start with the first news headline that I personally read that uh, led me down a rabbit hole. Ben, I know you jumped into this story pretty heavily, too. Uh, This is what I first read from News9.com. FBI investigating alleged death threats made by county officials against Oklahoma newspaper reporters. Posted on April 16th at 10.19 p.m. Uh, That was a Sunday. Okay, so that right there, there's a recording and there's uh, some death threats that are happening against journalists in Oklahoma. Where in Oklahoma? Why in McCurtain County? Like, that's the curtains, maybe in your apartment or your, or your house. Curtains McCurtain by McDonald's. County. Yeah. <laughs> curtains by McDonald's. Um, yeah, this is real. And the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is really investigating the following. There is a man named Bruce Willingham who happened to work at this place called the McCurtain Gazette News. It's a family owned business that's been around since the early 1900s. We're talking like 1909. Uh, This person, Bruce, got wind of a potentially bad thing that was happening in his hometown there in McCurtain County. Allegedly, at least the rumor that he heard was that commissioners were meeting in secret with the sheriff's department and people from the investigating side of the sheriff's department, such as a, you know, a sheriff's investigator uh, and district commissioners. And this was really troubling because these meetings were happening immediately following the official public meetings, right? Okay. When these commissioners and sheriffs get together to have a meeting, it's supposed to be public record. That's why there are minutes to these meetings. That's why you can go back as uh, you know, somebody who lives in that County and see exactly what commissioner Mark Jennings, who's a part of district two, by the way, what he said in the meeting or what district three commissioner, Robert Beck said in that meeting, or even the McCurtain County Sheriff, Mr. Kevin clarity, uh, C L A R D Y. Well, for Bruce to find out if this were true, mm-hmm. he spoke to some attorneys And they informed him that it would be completely legal for you to have a, let's say, voice-activated recording device that you would use to conduct an interview or something and leave that, you know, somewhere in the room where the public meeting is occurring and then walk out of the room and then come back and get it later. Well, that's indeed what he did. And when he came back to get his recording device, he had over three hours of audio of, in fact, a secret non-public meeting that was occurring between those district commissioners I just mentioned, mm-hmm. the county sheriff, mm-hmm. a sheriff's investigator, Alicia Manning, a jail administrator named Larry Hendricks, and a commissioner's secretary, Heather Carter. And this was clearly a uh, a little water cooler conversation. You know, they're probably just catching up on episodes of The Mandalorian or debating Police Academy 4, surely. Oh, uh, maybe. 
Well, why don't we go check and see what Bruce posted? Because he actually posted a partial transcript of this, and he's going to be posting more. Uh, he also posted excerpts from the audio that you can listen to right now if you want to. Let's just dig in. Let's see what happens. So there is a Google document that was shared out that you can read uh, of this transcript. This transcript can also be found partially in places like the Oklahoman. It was also even mentioned, I saw by Rachel Maddow, who even played some of this audio on her show. Um, but if you want to read it, you can find it. Just search for it. We'll tell you about this March 6th, 2023 meeting that was held in secret. Uh, at first, at least the first thing that was shared by Bruce is they're discussing barbecue, except not barbecue food. They're talking about a victim of a tragedy, someone who died by a fire and they're discussing with very gallows humor, maybe not discussing They're They're comparing this person's remains to barbecued meat. Uh, it's very disturbing. It's messed up. I don't think we need to go fully into that right now. The next thing that is posted here is discussing racism within the county government. This is pretty disturbing. Um, it's really disturbing, actually. Uh, this specific part of the transcript inspired a fairly large protest at the sheriff's department uh, there in McCurtain County because they are very clearly racist against people of color, specifically black people, and they say horrible things. I don't want to repeat these things on the show today, but you can find this and look it up. They're basically saying, if you could do the stuff you used to be able to do to black people, these guys are all white, by the way, uh, then, yeah, we could get somebody to run for sheriff, but not now, because, you know, quote, they've got more rights than we got, unquote. They're discussing hanging people, lynching people, and uh, putting them in a creek, basically. Really messed up. But the reason we're talking about it today and the reason why this recording was so um, maybe important to Bruce's life is because of the following. Okay, so we're going to read from this transcript now with Ben and myself and Max playing these characters. We're going to state the name of the person who is speaking before we read the line, what they said. Here we go. All right, I'm Manning. They are insignificant in my life, really. They bring no... Sheriff, the old saying is what goes around, goes around. It will. I told you it will. Jennings, I know where two deep holes are, if you ever need them. Sheriff, I've got an excavator. Jennings, well, these are already pre-dug. Okay, so let's talk about context here. They are discussing, when, when Manning says they are insignificant in my life, really, they are discussing... Bruce Willingham and his son, Chris Willingham, who is also a reporter at the McCurtain Gazette News. So they are discussing <laughs> two deep holes where, you know, the implication, as we would say, is that these are holes where you could bury somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff comes in and says, well, if you need other holes or a bigger hole, I've got an excavator that could assist you in that. Mm -hmm. Pretty messed up. Right. Well, it gets worse. We're going to move on to a section titled Hiring Hitmen. Let's do this one too, guys. Jennings. But the thing of it is, you know. Manning, we actually told the truth. 
Jennings, I've known, I've known two or three hitmen. They're very quiet guys. Manning, yeah. Jennings, and would cut no f-ing mercy. Manning, yeah. Jennings in Louisiana, cause this is all mafia around here. Kevin, oh yeah. Manning, yeah. But here's the reality: if a hair on his wife's head, Chris Willingham's head, or any of those people re- that really were behind that. Any hair on their head got touched by anybody, who would be the bad guy? Sheriff, who would be blamed for it? Manning, yeah. Just going to add okay. another Kevin line. Kevin goes, day, bow, bow. <laughs> Kevin says, guys, should we be talking about any of this? Right. Uh, Ke- Kevin's <clears throat> saying, no, no, hey, could happen. you speak closer to my clavicle? I like how we're giving <laughs> people's first and last names as we speculate about murders. This seems very, very, um, first off, horrifying. Well, it is horrifying. And but we're saying these names out loud like this because they we're letting you know who's speaking, right? If you right. listen to the audio, it's just people having a conversation. It feels super oh. informal. Oh, no, no, Matt. I'm specifically talking about when Manning says a hair on his wife's head, Chris Willingham's head. Like, yeah. Like naming that way and and you know props to you and max for um for the excellent voice work there we we did pull max in at the last second so thanks for <laughs> okay yeah no thank you max thank you sir uh, uh, but really you can find the actual recording of that we're just trying to illustrate here uh, and speak it as clearly as possible so you can understand what's mm-hmm. being said this is a conversation that was recorded without any of the people involved's knowledge, right? Right. Which is the next thing we need to talk about because, at least initially, according to the sheriff's department, this recording was made illegally. It would fall under some of the wiretapping laws, like the one in Georgia that states if you are not a party to a conversation, you are not allowed to record anybody else. And in the very least, it couldn't be used in a court of law as evidence. Right. Mm -hmm. It would just be maybe something that leads down a further investigation. So the sheriff's department is saying, you know, this is not real is an informal thing. We think maybe this audio is doctored. This couldn't possibly, you know, this isn't real at least. And if it is real, it's illegal. But then other things started happening. Other things such as such as the Oklahoma governor, the person who runs the entire state came out and said, Guys, um, we're going to need all of y'all to resign. Specifically, I mean, these are all officials, right? They're, commi- they're county commissioners, a county sheriff. They're a sheriff's investigator, an administrator. Um, the governor said, we need you to resign. Mm-hmm. Basically, as a state, we're going to need you to get out yeah. of your positions. Yeah. And again, they, they were all fighting back. This was all happening starting on April 16th again. And now it is... As we're recording this, Wednesday, April 19th, and as of today, guys, a McCurtain County commissioner has resigned. Mark Jennings, one of the people that we just spoke to, the words, we spoke their words, right? He handed in his resignation just two days after this audio left. And check this out, Alicia Manning, Sheriff Kevin Clardy, and Administrator Larry Hendricks were all suspended from the Oklahoma Sheriff's Association on Monday when this audio was first leaked or released. Mm -hmm. I mean, threatening to 
threatening to kill a journalist, threatening uh, any extrajudicial killing is squarely against the law. You know, there's there's a good question whether or not uh, these people will actually be prosecuted, right? Or will they plead something like uh, this? What will they plead intent? Saying, "Hey, this is just gallows humor." Uh, also, the Kevin you mentioned, Matt, is indeed the Kevin who, on the transcripts, how how ridiculous, how cartoonish is this? On on the transcript aspects that our journalist shares, Kevin is the one who just sort of leans in and goes, "Oh yeah," like, "Wait, wait, what are you doing, Kevin? What are you? You're weird." Hype and he's man. the sheriff, and you're he's the, sheriff. the sheriff. Yeah, <laughs> which does count legally. Yeah. You could count that as um, consenting, co-signing, acknowledging pre-mediation, you know? Mm -hmm. There's another wrinkle to this whole situation. You may think, why in the heck would all of these high-level people in this county want to go after some journalists? That doesn't make much sense, right? Why would you want to do that? Maybe they are writing some stories that you know, made the commissioners look bad or something or made the county look bad or its leadership. And yes, that is exactly what happened. And the Gazette News, the organization that Bruce and Chris Willingham worked for, was already suing the county in federal court. So there was already a court case. So in a way, you could argue if you're the FBI that these folks might be attempting to do some sort of I guess it wouldn't be witness tampering or, you know, killing a witness or anything like that, but it would be pretty close to that, wouldn't it? If there's already a federal court case and you take out the people who are suing, mm -hmm. I don't know, can really show some motive or some intent there. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. So, hey, this we're going to have to keep an eye on this, see where it goes. Uh, let us know if you have more information. But for now, we're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more strange news. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know taxis and stuff shady subscriptions did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase but then you found yourself subscribed yeah i had to call and stop payment on something because i had subscribed to it through apple pay and even though i had like put a new card on there it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my apple pay so i had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled 
It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chinese spies are watching you. They see your every move. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Uh, I love this. We Ben, we have to sing the opening to every strange news segment now. This is the best. <laughs> you're singing. I'm kind of doing like a Shatner Tom Waits thing. Uh, no, you, that was great. What are you talking about? Uh, you're too kind, man. I'm glad we got AstroTurf cancer together, Matt. Uh, oh, yay. This, this, is a, this is a true story, folks. Uh, you may recall that a while back, uh, we talked in a little bit of depth, in medium depth, about the so-called secret police stations that the Chinese government has created in multiple countries across the planet. Quite recently, Uncle Sam made some moves against some of these institutions, these uh, structures located in uh, the continental United States. U.S. prosecutors arrested two men in Manhattan, New York, for allegedly operating a, quote, secret police station in Chinatown, right in Manhattan. And six more stations of this sort are currently under scrutiny in the United States. Why is this an important update? Well, because there's stuff that's not getting in the news about this, and there's not a lot of conversation that is uh, doing its due diligence to inform the public. I'd like to talk with you guys, uh, Matt, Max, about about a couple issues here. First, uh, Matt, you remember the story Right. When we started talking about these things, why are they called secret police stations? Yes, I I definitely remember this. I guess they're called secret police stations because they're not a police station the way you would think of one. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, at least according to the PRC, the People's Republic of China, they are service stations. Right. Didn't we learn that China says these these things that are popping up that the FBI was investigating when we last talked about it? They are they're there to help people with things like driver's license and official documentation while like Chinese uh, nationals while they are inside the United States. Yeah, 100 percent. Nailed it. The idea being, hey, maybe um, maybe English is not your native language or a language in which you are proficient. Uh, We are here to help you handle paperwork, maybe you want to wire money back home, maybe you want a coordinated trip to see relatives, and so on. That's the official position of the Chinese government. And if that is absolutely true, 
then it makes sense. What we're looking at is uh, the function of a foreign service, right? A consulate, an embassy. Mm -hmm. Problem is, China already has those in every single country where they've got these uh, service centers in addition. And in the U.S., as well as in many other countries, uh, people who are, like in this situation, people who are Chinese-American are voicing concerns. They're saying their families back in mainland China are being threatened. Uh, They're saying they're being harassed. There are allegations not proven yet that the government of China is attempting to conduct some turning operations, saying, hey, you work in this field, report back to us. Here's a picture of, you know, your uncle over in Shanghai or something. And while this speculation happened, one of the really dangerous things about it is, I would argue, it encouraged a wave, uh, sorry, it accelerated a wave of anti-Asian discrimination, it accelerated Mm -hmm. a wave of xenophobia in particular, and different bad faith actors glommed onto this as a way to platform their own agendas. But you have to understand that if these accusations are true, taking political ideology to one side, it's a very dangerous thing, right? Because they are threatening U.S. nationals on U.S. soil. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the two guys that got arrested for this and then how China describes them. Okay, so they're, they're older gentlemen, right? They're older guys. Mm-hmm. One of them is 59 years old as of the moment they were picked up, and the other one is 61 years old. Right. Spring chickens, they are not. No, they are not. And according to China, this this particular uh, police station or service station, as well as all the others, are, quote, volunteer run. Right? So they're not the... I remember this from our last discussion. The people who operate these things and work at these locations are not official members of some police force right within mm. within china or anything like that or some kind of national guard or anything like that right. they're volunteers yeah they're not employed directly by the prc but neither is the uh 50 cent army right or the mm. hacking initiatives yeah you're making you're making a really good point because if it's just people doing volunteer work right laboring for their conscience then are the, do they count as spies? Do they count as undeclared foreign operatives? It's also, by the way, it's totally fine to be a spy. You just have, it, it's so dumb. It's like how the IRS specifically doesn't care if you make money from crime. They just want their cut. So like if you, like back before uh, cannabis was being decriminalized across the U.S., the IRS would technically require you to re- uh, report profits made from selling cannabis and then give them, you know, whatever their, whatever their blood price is. Uh, and it's, ki- it's weirdly similar with um, foreign intelligence operations across the world. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently it's totally legal to, uh, to hang with spies, to be a spy in the United States, you just got to tell the White House. Just got to say, like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to do some sketchy stuff. And they'll be like, oh, tight, bro. And they just put somebody on you and you're good. <laughs> they just put someone <laughs> on you who becomes your <laughs> new neighbor, your new best friend. Uh, 
Yeah, the FBI raided this facility in Manhattan uh, in October. And before they raided it, this group was coordinating, per Uncle Sam, they were coordinating widespread harassment of primarily Chinese Americans who were criticizing the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And now the U.S. is joining the chorus of other countries who say that the Chinese Ministry of Public Security has established hundreds of such operations across the planet. Uh, Interestingly, also, I believe the Department of Justice here in the States charged 44 different Chinese officials, in addition to the two American citizens they just arrested, and their charges are enforcing Chinese laws on U.S. soil. It's strange, man, curiouser and curiouser. Here's the plot twist question. Matt, have you thought about the timing on this thing? I think there might be some reindeer games, dude. There is some weird timing. You know, we we discussed it just the other day. The Pentagon came out and, you know, without saying it, signaled pretty heavily that we are preparing for potential actual hot conflicts with our two main adversaries, China and Russia. Mm. And this is, of course, by attempting to get a whopping $850 plus billion for the defense budget for the Pentagon. It makes a lot of sense. There's uh, some serious tension going on in Taiwan right now mm-hmm. with not just the United States and China, but with several other allies of the United States and China's posturing there in Taiwan. I don't know what else. There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Taiwan is sending uh, signals increasingly uh, about shoring up defense. Uh, there are a lot of analyses that have gone into the public sphere that would ordinarily <laughs> ordinarily not be a dinner table conversation for John and Jane Q public here in the States. But there are things like figuring out the likelihood of a successful invasion of Taiwan by Chinese forces. Uh, and then China also conducted some, let's call them warm-up games to figure out how to encircle Taiwan, right? And mm-hmm. and of course, the U.S. has the world's most dangerous navy. So how like how will these resources move around? Don't forget the Restrict Act. <laughs> right, right. Don't forget the Restrict Act. They said, oh, you're going for Taiwan? Screw TikTok then, bro. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which oh, it, boy. It, it sounds so weird, so surreal that these two things would be related, but they ver- like all of these things are related. Nothing occurs yep. in a vacuum. And the the thing that's nuts to me about this, Matt, and I, I suspect you and Max may share the same spidey sense about this. The United States does run a pretty tight ship. And they in this regard, such yeah. such that they clearly knew about these stations before the news went public. You know what I mean? Like as soon as people in Chinatown and Manhattan were getting pushed or pressed or turned, they were probably aware. 
they keep they keep five eyes on that, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, of course they weren't aware of Jack Tixiera. Uh-huh. All right, <laughs> just all saying. Right. Remains to be seen. <laughs> remains to be seen. We'll we we will see. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the official conclusion is on that one. But yeah, you're right. I'm I'm saying though the with these kind of established channels that are happening. Yeah. They know those strategies. They know that You're process. Right. So they, I feel like they knew well before they ever went public. And it was kind of a save it in your back pocket thing. Yeah, that that totally checks out. Does for that me, sound crazy? At least logically. No, checks out for me logically. Just kind of waiting, sitting on it, waiting to pull the trigger when they needed to. Because again, one of the best ways to run a counterintelligence operation is to not immediately kick the fox out of the hen house, but to let the Mm-mm. fox think you don't know where it's at. Hey, what's that fox doing? Let's just watch <laughs> it for a while. Listen. Hmm. Wait, what was that song? What is the fox? Uh... What does the fox say? Or, or what the fox say? I can't remember. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I just remember it's like... Yes, yes. Uh, and that comes directly from, as you know, folks, that comes directly from a uh, sealed diplomatic cable between these, yeah. <laughs> these police Two stations at Beijing, yeah, who are yeah. run by uh, anthropomorphic foxes. Why does this matter? Well, uh, it matters for a couple of incredibly important reasons. The first reason is that any U.S. national should not be threatened by a foreign government on U.S. soil. You know what I mean? Like, imagine imagine you are walking through, let's go to Oklahoma. Why not? Let's go back to Oklahoma. Imagine you're walking through Oklahoma, and all of a sudden, a bunch of sketchy Germans roll up on you because your grandfather yeah. is German or was German. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, hey, you need to, Tell us that what's something stupid that people would have secrets about. Oh, hello, Mr. Frederick. Oh, snap. Why are you guys in lederhosen? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay. All it's, right. it's a Tuesday. Okay. But like, a, okay. Our example. Uh, okay. We'll put that in the director's cut. We should start a Patreon. But, but this, uh, while you may not hear the full, uh, the full sketch we just did, which is amazing, by the way, <laughs> and features Max Williams yodeling. Uh, you you will be interested, I think, in noticing how dangerous that situation becomes, right? Especially in the United States, where so many people come from so many different places. That's the first reason this is dangerous. And I would count the timing there as sus as it may be as part of number one. The second problem with this, which is readily apparent, I hope, is that it is accelerating prejudice. It's accelerating discrimination. It's aiding and abetting a lot of racism and you have to be careful yep. when you read how these things are reported, right? More, more yep. racist outlets are going to try to paint 1.4 billion people as some sort of monolithic supervillain when it couldn't be further from the truth. Well, and even outside of the racism, it's pressurizing the already existing pressure that ex- like the diplomatic pressure that exists between rival countries, right? 
I mean, it's it's not good. And additionally, okay, so now that we know this, and well said, Matt, we also have to ask why people aren't talking about the Confucius Institute, which we cited mm. earlier. That's soft power. That's diplomacy, right? This is how some of this uh, geopolitical chess can occur, right? These are the reindeer games. And the question then becomes, how does the United States, how do other countries handle this stuff? It's not an easy answer. Like if you, if you close all of them down, something else may happen. You may risk infringing upon people's rights in this country or other countries. Uh, and then inevitably one would have to acknowledge the ugly truth that no one likes to talk about, which is that a lot of countries do the same thing. You know what I mean? Uh, extradition treaties are all well and good, but people get snatched, right? People go, yes, to, they do. go to places that don't officially exist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those black sites. <laughs> America doesn't have any of those anywhere. <laughs> not, not officially. Uh, so, uh, I say, let's leave it here. I think we have, we found some things that are going to probably become full episodes depending on how things play out. We hope you enjoyed this week's Strange News. We want to hear from you folks. Thanks, of course, as always, to uh, Max Freight Train Williams for filling in and letting us throw him a Shyamalan plot twist with a, a harrowing reenactment. Uh, Matt, Appreciate that, Max. Yeah, appreciate you, Max. Matt, um, if people want to get in touch with us, uh, and they're not a secret Chinese police station, what's the best way to do so? Ooh, well, there are a lot of ways. You can find us on our TikTok. Ha <laughs> While it's still allowed in the United States, where we are Conspiracy Stuff Show, which, by the way, our director, West Ben, just shared with us the first cut of our secret donor video that we made the other day. Oh, we're going to have to show Max. All right. <laughs> oh, Max, I'm excited about that one. Will you stay on after we record to watch this one with us? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. You can also find us on Instagram, where we are again, Conspiracy Stuff Show. On Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and several other places, we are Conspiracy Stuff, keeping it short. If you don't like connecting with us on social media, why not connect with us on the phone? Yeah, just like uh, Sauron used to say, give us a ring. one eight three three stdwytk You'll hear uh you'll hear a voice, you'll hear a beep like so beep and then you've got three minutes go nuts get wild with it give yourself the street name the nickname you always wanted tell us what's on your mind let us know if we can use your voice and or message on the air and most importantly if you have something that needs more than three minutes if you have links if you have photos if you want to take us to the edge of the rabbit hole send us a good old-fashioned email we read every message we get where we are conspiracy at iheartradio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.